Welcome to Defen, episode number 50. I think I fucked up last night. Um, 54. I, I hope. 54, 53, 50-something. Yeah. Somewhere around. You know, a, bit like, uh, a bit like me yeah. and Peter, 50-something. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to 50-somethings of Defen. <laughs> I'll, I'll soon join your ranks. So um let's uh, let's get started. Uh, my name is Vijay and um this is uh, I'm from uh, Holland. Why am I introducing myself again? Okay. I don't know, man. Um yeah. I know. I, I don't know either. So let's welcome our guest first. Yeah. Um Peter, welcome to episode number 50 something. Oh, thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah, for the people who don't know, please introduce yourself. <laughs> Maybe you should give me his full name at least, uh, Vijay. You know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Peter Stromberg. Is it Stromberg or Stromberg? It's Stromberg in Swedish. Oh, but, shit. Yeah, okay. it's, I'm not uh, going to have you say it. <laughs> uh, but Stromberg is uh, it's usually pronounced in English. Yeah, so I'm Peter Stromberg. And um, I don't know what I should say about myself. I'm a father of five. Holy um, hell. Yeah, maybe that's the most time. <laughs> What are you doing here? Uh, yeah, this is no. this is escape. Yeah. <laughs> my 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 my. Are you a Catholic, Peter? Is that is that what's going on there? Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm not a Catholic. Um, okay. I, I do like uh, I do like kids, but uh, okay. I'm not. Um, it's not. Uh, it's not a religious thing. Yeah. Okay, apparently Catholic, <laughs> Catholic priests really love kids. <laughs> Sorry, that's a bit of a... I think it's Catholic. It doesn't really matter if you like kids, right? It's, I think it happens. <laughs> yes. This is really 50-something podcast. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, people complaining about kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not complaining. But uh, yeah, so you asked me to introduce myself, so... Yes, please go ahead. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, what what do you want to know? Uh, well, um, father, of, just just before we go on there, father of five, yeah. it requires a little bit of you know. That's that's amazing, you know. So, how old are your kids now, Peter? So they range from six to nineteen. So All right. Okay. It's where they're Ooh. well spaced out. Yeah. And yeah, I can yeah. yeah I can recommend that. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. It gets less crazy than if you have like, what what would it be? Yeah. Like twins or something <laughs> yeah so so it's it's um it's uh quite uh amazing actually um uh, the the help you get from the yeah uh, elder ones uh so and and the the, the way the the younger ones look up to the elder ones so it's 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 quite amazing actually yeah you must have a pretty busy house yeah it's 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 uh it's full of fun yeah fantastic all the time yeah. <laughs> Right, cool. Like VJ says, this is a bit of a skip for you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like Sunday evening. Uh, okay. Everybody quiet down, you know, have a podcast. <laughs> um but what what, are, what what do you do um during the day, Peter, apart from uh, of course managing all the kids and uh, all the stuff? Yeah, so during do you during like professionally uh, I work at a small startup. Um uh, Uh, we're trying to uh, create. Uh, we're trying to actually solve uh, um, part of the uh, housing problem for young people in in uh, Swedish urban areas. 
So Ooh, we have created this nice. like new kind of of um, uh, of loan because uh, in in Sweden, Sweden, it, uh, the problem for like buying your first uh, apartment is mm-hmm. is like defined by by, by regulations. So if, even mm-hmm. if you have like the salary and stuff like that, so you, so you could actually go to the bank and and get the loan, the mor- the mortgage, uh, uh, then uh, it's still you need to to have fifteen percent yourself. Oh, so, so you need more down payment for yeah. The down uh, down payment needs to be fifteen percent, or rather, it is like you can only have a mortgage mortgage mm-hmm. for eighty five percent. Okay. So, and with the level of of um, the the price for for housing in Sweden, is, especially in the urban areas, is really really high. So then, yeah. this fifteen percent gets gets a lot of money. So even if you're you're good at saving, and uh, I've been doing it for a while, it takes takes a long time to to actually save up mm. the full fifteen percent. And while you're doing that, the house prices are mm-hmm. rising. So it's it's um, yeah yeah. It's a chase. So we're trying to to help with um, a new kind of of a loan for for these for for a part of these fifteen percent. That well, that that so, should be, leave you with cash flow and stuff like that, uh, and ooh, and nice. also like have less less uh, risks than uh, like traditional, uh, um, yeah, like banks and yeah, blank uh, yeah. loan. So it's um, yeah, yeah. So it's so it's not a technology startup. Then it's more like a financial it's, startup. It's fi- fintech. Fintech, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah, yeah. Funny, uh, it's, I thought that was all the Finland people, but boom! <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, now you should. Be... <laughs> oh, <exactly. God>. <laughs> <laughs> what a slow joke! <laughs> yeah, it's a fifty-year-old bloke joke, you know. <laughs> it takes a while. Yeah, exactly. For younger people to catch up. <laughs> So that's, yeah, that's so we've been we doing been being at it for quite a while, and so yeah. when we started this, like was like 2015, I think, oh, uh, and uh, oh, then, years almost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but then there come like a storm of regulation, so uh, it took us very long time to to get the the permits and licenses we need uh, uh, to operate. Uh, so, um, uh, yeah, so it's, it's not yet launched actually, uh, in, oh. in, in Sweden, but we hope to do that like the start of next year. Then, then, okay. then, uh, finally we get to help these young people. We hope, <laughs> uh, that's pretty so. nice because my, my sister lives in Stockholm. Yeah. Um, and, uh, they have uh, young kids, pretty young, six years or something. Yeah. Uh, Six years and four years. So I think by the time they they grow up, I think they'll be they'll be one of your customers. Probably. Yeah, maybe then we have launched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so you're in beta right now, like Google beta. <laughs> yeah, something something like that. But yeah, we're, we're really uh, hoping to be able to to launch this uh, at the start of next year. So is it one of these? Um... Is it one of these things where you're you've you've got some bank that's uh, like funding the development, uh, Peter, or is it uh, some kind of 
venture capital or is are you self-funding it or how is that all working yeah so it started out with self-funding so i'm i'm not one of the the founders i was i've been at been with it from the start but i was not one of the founders in that way so but yeah. it's self-funded to 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 begin with and and uh then like it has been very ad hoc uh finding people who who are uh, willing to 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 fund because the idea, uh, so which I can't spell out here, uh, but it's it's like it's on a level that when people hear about it, they just like this is this is brilliant, this is excellent. I want to be in. So we, we have we have had like the situation. So even without having any customers for a very long time, people are still like eager uh, to be in on this. So but yeah, we have we have a one bank in uh, mm-hmm. as one of the um some ma- major financial of the of, yeah, yeah. Um, of the thing and then it's like private persons right, uh, right. yeah mostly mm. but it's actually what got me into this whole closure thing so ah, right, it, yeah since it was like a like greenfield uh, uh, project <laughs> and to begin with, it was like the major part of the idea was crowd, crowd lending. Right. That's mm-hmm. gone. That's gone from from the solution now. But it was that like that in the start. Uh, so and then there were, were no like ready made platforms actually we could use. So we built our own, mm-hmm. and the the uh, guys uh, that knew anything about tech. In our company, they they mm-hmm. they said that we should do this with closure. So that's that's uh, the first thing, uh, uh, the first time I have heard of closure, and uh, and uh, so it all started there. And and we also choose um, closure script for for the front end, and we have Datomic. Uh, also, as mm. the database, so it's very mm, so cognitive. Cool, uh, you're living the dream. <laughs> the oh, it's fun. Cognitive really, dream. Yeah, it's really fun. Um, and but before before uh, starting the startup, so what what wh- what were you doing? Like before this one, what was your tech stack, or were you a technology person before? Or so it has been like on on and off uh, uh, mm. uh, for me. So, but uh, right before this. I wasn't really a tech uh, person. I was a product owner at Spotify. Okay. So yeah. I was, ah. if you have used Spotify Connect. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, so I was, I was one of the, uh, in the team that like uh, brought us, I was a product owner of, of that product to begin with. Uh, and I saw it like uh, enter the market and uh, like people could buy the first, first pair of speakers with this. Then I found this uh, yeah. this startup and and like switched gears, and also okay. I, 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 at this company my main my main uh, task is not technology; it's it's more like a product owner role. I have right, but uh, but uh, well, it's a, it, it is a sport, startup, and you do like a bit of everything. So everything. I've been I've been doing yeah. a lot of uh, front end uh, stuff. Uh, so so closure script for me. That's that's interesting. And and where where are you based in Sweden? Which city? We're in Stockholm. Or which, uh... Oh, Stockholm. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Maybe next time I'm in Stockholm, I'll uh, 
stalk you. Yeah, you should. You should. Oh, my God. You've got to get a drum beat for that, man. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, next time I'm in Stockholm, I'm going to stalk you. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, man. So probably people people don't know that we got new tools now. I know. <laughs> uh, now they know. The dog's going to start barking in a minute. <laughs> I think I think our listening graph is going to be like I think it's the we we get onto the nice uh, slope now. Can I can yeah. I just say by the way to everyone listening that it's VJ is responsible for all these sound effects by the way so I'm just <laughs> completely disowning them. <laughs> but you're responsible. Oh Jesus Christ. Shaking, right? Oh my god. <sighs> so um right. <laughs> He'll get fed up. He'll get fed up of them eventually, and then we can go back to sanity. You know. <laughs> Sorry, Peter. I mean, you know, this is you. Like, you're in the middle of this experiment. You know, like this is this is like the word, the craziest startup of all. Defen. <laughs> like, but you know, I have, I have listened to Defen uh, a lot. So I all right, know. okay. This is a new level. This is a new level of craziness, though. This is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, at least sanity is not. Well, we are 50 something now, so who cares? (laughs) (laughs) The next level. So, um, Peter, so um, obviously, uh, I think uh, uh, you said that unfortunately you heard a couple of episodes of Def Ham. So, uh, I usually ask people, Emacs or some other shit, and this episode is going to be some other shit pretty much, I think. Yeah. Um, Can I tell you my editor (laughs) joke first, though? Yes, I'm, yeah. I'm ready with the drums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my mum went to uh, a hundredth uh, birthday party uh, while I was there last week, and uh, it was for a friend, Violet. Okay, and one of her sons stood up and made a speech and said, "You know, everyone, you know, it's my 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 mother here, Violet. Congratulations on her hundredth birthday, and uh, to all of her friends, they all know her as Vi, but we, the family, who really know her very well, we all call her Vi." sorry (laughs) carry on okay so um i think i think we need some visual clues like applaud or something for the the audience so they know when the joke ends yeah Um, (laughs) but you can you can run the joke if you're like on a birthday party for someone called ed Oh God! Yeah, <laughs> it's varieties. I just love the fact that people get so fussy about like the fact that it's you know ED or something, <laughs> some shit like that. You know, like when I used to I used to work for Ingress and go to California, and some people really got snooty about that. You know, it was hilarious, really. Yeah, I think we, we we we. In in computing, we have to pick our fights properly. So yeah, I mean, really, it's of course Emac, because because Emacs has the best of both worlds, doesn't it? It's both Emacs and Emacs. Exactly. You know, it's kind of like yes. it's a mixture a mixture of like a continuous word and two words. So they're definitely, yeah. you know, they're they're playing all ends there. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's, it's the best editor and best everything. So <laughs> now, um, getting getting back to some other shit. Uh, okay. So uh, for the young younger hipster people like oh, Peter yeah. who are into VS Code stuff. Um, so Peter, I think one of the uh, I think uh, nicest projects that uh, you're working on and leading pretty much is um, is Calva, right? Yes. Can you is. can you give us some intro about the project and then why did you choose 
some random editor than Emacs? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so actually, you've a, got to justify tone. yourself, Peter, yeah. against you know, because yeah, obviously, exactly. you know, <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. It's no problem. So, so the the uh, my colleagues that that brought in uh, closure, uh, they also were like Emacs people, and <clears throat> so we were doing mob programming, mm-hmm. and so so I used uh, Emacs. Uh, Quite a bit there in, in in the beginning, but when I was like, then I don't I know for for reasons we stopped doing so much of uh, mob programming. And uh, do you know what mob programming is, by the way? Is this familiar to you? Uh, vaguely, yeah, but I think it's worth explaining. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So it's it's like uh, so everyone uh, in the squad or whatever you you call your group uh, are like. Uh, uh, program with the same same screen and the same same keyboard. Yep. So you have one. Um, you can probably do it in different ways, but we are like one one driver at a time, and the rest of the team yep. was like helping out with with thinking. And uh, yep. uh, so it's. Um, I think it's it's very good for for like spreading knowledge and for um, mm. starting up, uh, exploring new new fields and. Uh, like building out new 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 parts of your tech stack and stuff, but it's excellent. Uh, I think I use less violent term like uh, uh, like uh, I don't know dojo or something coding dojo. So you keep rotating the person who is typing, and is it something similar to that one? I'm not familiar with the coding dojo. Maybe it's it's a, it's uh, a thing, but okay. this is like it's a term. Yeah, yeah. That's I I don't remember who who. Uh, minted it, but it's like you can okay. look at mobprogramming.org and you see see yeah. so it's a okay. whole, whole yeah. philosophy behind it. Uh, yeah, but anyway, uh, for for reasons that I don't really recall, we like fell out of this mob pro- programming mode and and uh, and so so when I was doing uh, closure uh, closure script programming uh, mostly, then then I tried to use. Uh, Emacs and I, I, I kind of mm-hmm. like it. It's but it was very new to me everything, and I had decided that I shouldn't run it in in the evil mode because I really wanted to know Emacs uh, to learn that. Yeah. So, uh, but it it was like my computer, my product owner computer, was not like made for for development at all. So it really <laughs> it really had hard times coping with with, with Emacs. And then I was on like some 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 not know some kind of workshop or something like that. Um, someone was showing some RX stuff in in, in JavaScript, and he was using uh, this uh, new fancy thing that was called VS Code. Uh, it looks really good, so I downloaded that and, and used that for that workshop, and and. I started to like it, so that's that's how. how and it, it it really I could start like several uh, VS Code sessions on my machine. It it wouldn't like complain at all. So then mm-hmm. I, I started to use that also for for closure. So that's that's how it happened. Uh, I really I, I mean it's a VS Code is really really awesome in so many 
so many ways. And uh, <laughs> I can just I can just hear VJ sort of cracking his knuckles. <laughs> Let's get ready. Putting, putting the pins into the voodoo doll that he's got of you, Peter. <laughs> if you feel a sharp yeah, pain in the arm, you know you know what it is. Yeah, but you know you know so Emacs is is has has a lot going for it. But it's not like really easy to for a like like I said I, I'm fifty plus years so it's starting to l- try to learn that it it was a bit of a s- struggle and I have had like every time try to figure things out but VS Code worked more much more like everything else I used so it was it I, I had never had to learn it uh, so that, that it has that going for it I think so it's. Uh, yeah, I mean all the I think uh, all the jokes aside I think VS Code is. Um, uh, I think when GitHub announced Atom, right? I think that was the fundamental shift because people could customize it using JavaScript, and JavaScript being the practically everywhere, and every everybody started using JavaScript. Yeah. But then I think VS Code became um, because I, I try every editor uh, just to make fun of it. <laughs> uh, so I think VS Code is really really fast compared to Atom and other incarnations of that uh, uh, Chrome-based thingy, web-based stuff. Because even Adobe had one thing at some point, um, their own editor, um, based on Atom and uh, VS Code. I think for now it's, it's it's super fast, and 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 I agree with you, Peter. Because the people that I work with, for example, data scientists and a couple of other folks who are not really like coding friendly, I, I usually introduce them to VS Code. So especially Python support and all this stuff is uh, pretty yeah, good. Yeah, the Python support should, uh, because otherwise they need to relearn all the weird. Um, sorry, yeah. No, I said I've heard, also heard that the, Py- the Python support should be like something extra on VS Code. I haven't, I haven't been doing Python for very long. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good as well. I think uh, that's the that's the nice part that uh, people who are just starting they they don't need to unlearn what they know on Windows, for example. You know, they they know all the shortcuts and all the stuff. So that's slightly easy. And also, if you're coming from Visual Studio Code, then usually you're okay with Alt K C nine seven two, and then somehow that shortcut is okay. So it stands, so it stands for Visual Studio. I thought it stood for you know us versus code. You know, <laughs> I didn't think it was like. <laughs> no, actually, it's spelled out as Visual Studio Code. Oh, <laughs> I think that's a Visual Studio code joke. That's why it's slow. If it was Emacs, then I think it could have been super fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah it's people versus code yeah actually yeah. i've got a microsoft joke if you want that one as well but we'll maybe save that till later <laughs> yes <laughs> spread it out so, a bit. Um, but when, when you um peter when you started using visual studio code there is no closure uh support for that one at all yes it was actually when when uh when you like in visual uh, studio code it's it's very much like it's i think it's very atom inspired uh, as an editor yeah. so you have this like um, extension uh, pane that you can uh, look at and you can search for for extension i think mm-hmm. they're called packages in in atom but yeah, in, yeah. we just do call these extensions and and then so you can just open it and type closure and it will show you uh, everything closure related and it's quite. Yeah. A, it was quite a lot. Even then, it was quite a lot of like, uh, stuff uh, for 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 closure. But I was really new to closure, closure script, mm-hmm. and the whole everything, and uh, of course also to 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 VS Code. So I, I really couldn't like tell one of them from from another what what they solved. Like you could say like it's 
had a rebel didn't make all that much sense sense to me and maybe uh maybe one was a linter one something else and so it was a bit hard to to see what, what should i use uh, uh what what of this stuff is actually still working with lots of things like gets thrown up there and people less abandon it so i found this excellent um uh, extension was called closure it's been made mm-hmm. by andrew andre leeson i think and mm-hmm. Uh, it's still there. It's still uh, working. It's not one of the abandoned ones, but it it um, so it it uh, helped me with with the closure code. But I was mo- mostly doing closure script. I couldn't really yeah. get it to help me with closure script. So then there was one other extension there was called Visual Closure, and uh, that one worked for closure script uh, at the start. But then mm. it stopped working. I don't know what changed. Probably something in the in lining in or whatever, something changed yeah. and it stopped working, and there was no way the the um, creator of that extension. This last thing was heard from him was like, "I haven't abandoned this," <laughs> so, but <laughs> but it was like abandoned. Uh, and but uh, but uh, so I, what I did was like I forked that one or made a hard fork uh, of it because I've tried to send some PRs first uh, and then yeah. uh, and then I, I, I like uh, forked it. So it's actually, so I created Calva, uh, which is uh, uh, the extension that I um, maintain uh, from, yeah. from this visual, uh, visual closure. And that's, that's the, st- that's the start of it. And I, I did it like for, for, for my own uh, need uh, and then like published it on, on the marketplace and, Pretty quickly, uh, people started to use it, and and yeah, everything like just it was it was kind of I wasn't expecting it to happen that fast. So, uh, so it was like people were like really starved for something like that on 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 the Visual Studio Code. So then, so then I I remember this like feeling of using something that felt abandoned uh, and said okay. So that that shouldn't happen with this one. So that that was my first like um, approach to it. That's, I tried to maintain this and like show people that I'm there and and trying to solve stuff yeah. that they they have problems with, even if I was very new to everything and and um, uh, really so didn't where did I really didn't know from? what I was doing Maybe. all the time. So it was like. It was like frustrating at the, at the start, but I, I was like this. My my, my determination was okay. I, I, at least I should be there, and people should know that that uh, I'm trying here. And and that yeah. was actually one of the cool things with this closure extension that I mentioned from Andrew Leeson. It was like his tagline was "Believe me, I'm trying." And I kind of like <laughs> follow, follow that path. <laughs> so yeah. So where did the name come from? So Calva, so it was yeah. like since I've been using Cider uh, with with together with the Emacs uh, guys, uh, yeah. I was like very inspired by Cider, and I also quickly found out that the stuff I was building on was Cider stuff. It was like uh, the Endrepel and stuff like that came from this Cider project. Mm. So. 
and and mm. Calva is short for Calvados. So in Calvados, mm. you ah, distill from country. cider. That's uh, so okay. that's uh, that's the name. So Calva is distilled from cider. Uh, also yeah, in in this uh, closure world. Yeah. So obviously you're not that far from Emacs. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm a big <laughs> I'm a big cider fan. <laughs> Yeah, I think also the way that, uh, you know, Bojidar uh, uh, runs the project into like a community involvement and everything, that's, that's, that's also really nice. It's so inspiring. It's, it's, not just a, it's not just a code, yeah. No. Well, I think actually, didn't he make, uh, didn't uh, Bojidar make the, uh, he made Orchard, which was a, yeah. like a non-Emacs specific set of um, extensions for the, for the REPL and all these various other completions and all these other bits and pieces. So the idea is yep. that many editors and many REPLs can get the benefit of um, of the side of underpinnings. Yeah. Yes, exactly, and they do. I mean, it's it's like yeah. there in Fireplace, and I think even Cursive is using it, and Calv, uh, and yeah, yeah. So it's it's lots of lots of uh, uh, projects uh, benefiting from that. So yeah, and the, this Orchard project, it's a bit confusing because the Orchard is both this. This like project that tries to do this um, and make this tooling for for editors, uh, and but it's also a small library. Uh, so it's but if we talk about the, the Orchard, the, the project, that's exactly how it is. That's what uh, what Zidar wanted uh, with mm. it, and it really it really has that function. Yeah, but it is an, it is a pretty impressive uh, feat, Peter. From uh, I mean. Um, not knowing the language, <laughs> and then going into an editor that—that's uh, uh, obviously uh, some other shit. And um, <laughs> then, and then trying to build the whole whole uh, tooling yourself. So, how difficult was it? Because I, I can imagine the extension is mostly built in JavaScript or something. Yeah, so it was like JavaScript from to start with, and yeah. then I I made some attempts to port it to ClojureScript. And, yeah, I was curious. <laughs> uh, and I actually, there was nothing special that stopped that, apart from me realizing that I would be doing that instead of like main, main, maintaining uh, uh, Calva as such. So it was like, uh, so it's still part of, part of Calva is written in script. We can talk more about that later. But if we go back to where this start of things, I was mm-hmm. looking uh, at Clojureverse the, the other day and looking for something. And I found uh, this uh, post from me where I like an, sort of announce Calva. <laughs> uh, and oh. and it's, it ends with this like, like caveat that, okay, so yes, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I remember I was in that like, felt like that for a very long time and of course i still feel like that in a way but like on a new level uh, so it's uh, uh it was it was really um it was really hard in, in the beginning just understanding what people were asking about and like trying to like frame uh, um, uh what their what the request were or even even a bug report could be hard for me to 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 understand because I, I didn't understand uh, that much about closure and about n REPL. and n REPL is still a bit wow. of a mystery f- uh, for, for me. I should, should uh, 
um, admit, but it's still like I, I have uh, lots of, so much more uh, of a grip of, of things right now. So it's, um, mm. it's, uh, it's much better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but yeah, so it it was um that, that in the in the but also in the start it was so much to do. It was so many small things I could do uh, with Calva that that improved it. So I think that from the user point of view, I don't think it was that obvious uh, that mm. I was struggling. It was like uh, from from their point of view, I, I was there. I answered uh, uh, <coughs> uh, questions and uh, I fixed things. And so I think mm. I think it was uh, not uh, uh, all that awful for, for, for the users, but for me it was like it, it was a bit of a hell at the start. But it was also very <laughs> rewarding and very fun. So it's I shouldn't complain at all. And I, it was very like choose, and I have to like suit myself if I was feeling <laughs> if I if I was, if, I have, if I wasn't like satisfied with it, which I was. But anyway, so it's, <laughs> it was a choosing path. So. What is the story behind um, converting the JavaScript stuff to ClojureScript? Yeah, for the extension. So yeah, so obviously I would love uh, Calva to be written uh, totally in ClojureScript. Uh, that would I mean it's um, um, it's uh, even now today when I work with the parts that that are written in ClojureScript, it's so much more rewarding. I mean, I don't have to restart the extension to test stuff, and you know it's. Yeah, everything. So it's um, so it's so much better. But when I uh, when I did one of some of these attempts to to do it, it was like, okay, so either we start from scratch uh, and like write a like write write a new extension parallel with maintaining Calva. But I was like, yeah. um, so I had some help from from a Brazilian guy. Uh, that while and but he, then he had to to do other stuff and leave uh, leave the project. Um, Pedro, if you listen to this, I, I love you. It was that was great. Uh, uh, but so then I was like, I was there was only me, and I couldn't really like finish that uh, path. So I decided I should try to instead like do it piece by piece. Mm-hmm. So and I just tried tried to see where I should like. Put the uh, what is, how should I frame it? Where where I should like choose to be doing stuff in ClojureScript and where I should choose to do stuff in, in JavaScript, as it was. But then then I found found that okay. So in the interface with VS Code, uh, everything like the API and stuff like that with VS Code, let's try to to do that uh, to keep that in in JavaScript and then. And then uh, do it if you call it old business logic. If you if you like, in ClojureScript. Yeah. So I tried to okay. to do that, and I started to do that with the formatting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and and that's how the formatting works uh, uh, today oh. in in Calva. But then I got another guy entered the project, and and um, yeah. Right before he entered, I had like ported everything to TypeScript instead, all the JavaScript stuff to TypeScript. And, yep. and then uh, when he entered uh, the pro- the project, he started to build lots of new stuff, and mm. and he he was a, like a really proficient programmer in all all aspects, and he knew ClojureScript and everything. 
but he was really proficient, really proficient in TypeScript and front-end stuff in, in TypeScript. So he like added a lot of new TypeScript to the uh, uh, to the project. Okay. And I think like somewhere there, I I I stopped like trying to do this, keep this pouring because I couldn't keep up with uh, uh, I couldn't keep up really with it. So it was um, it's still it's still like something that I want to do, but it always like competes with what else could I do. Uh, uh the users ask for this and you know so and i would really like to do this uh feature or whatever so i think most often i i just keep doing thing things in the typescript and, and instead but um um lately i've been more and more like um leaning towards okay so could do some some more stuff in in the closure script and so I don't know. There's a few, few inches, uh, and uh, it's it's still there. It's it's still like very easy to do something in ClojureScript yeah. instead of of uh, of TypeScript in, in, as Calva is built. So if you do it in in ClojureScript, you actually just uh, <laughs> yeah you you implement the functions there, and then you just decide which ones are are like the the API or or, or, or the library, and then you just add that. Yeah. To the shallow CJS um, uh, uh, definition file, and then yep. and you just use them from from uh, from TypeScript. So it's it's not it's okay. not um, it's really uh, uh, just a matter of of uh, of to starting to like move code there. I think mm. and then. Mm. Um, how do you when, compare because you you wrote a lot of typescript and then closure script right so how do you compare and also for your own uh, for your uh, work you're also writing closure script there yeah so how, how do you uh, what kind of uh, differences there there are that you find between typescript and and closure script so i still do you compare think your experience? That, i still think that me uh, as, a, as a programmer i'm still very like stuck in in the this uh, old way of um, of programming, uh, so it's very imperative. Uh, so that's easier for me. Uh, so that's one of the yeah. things that, that of course, keeps this, this going. It's like, okay, so I know how to do it in, in TypeScript, uh, but in ClojureScript, I have to figure more stuff out and really like try to get um, uh, into that line of thinking. So I, th I still think that I even my ClojureScript code is, is a bit imperative. Uh, mm. uh, so that's that's, but I'm struggling with that, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm getting more and more of a functional uh, type of programmer. But it's 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 a it's a journey. Uh, but do, so, do so, oh, yeah, I was going to say, do you think that um, like the you think the fact that it's an editor, which is you know kind of I guess I mean I don't know enough about about VS Code, but um. Normally, these, these editors have these kind of extension points or these little hooks or these little events or whatever. Um, is that what it's like? I mean, how does the actual, how does the kind of, you know, what's the interface into VS Code like? Is it based around some kind of framework that gives you alerts or gives you the text that you've got to, to deal with and then you have to parse it somehow? What's the story there? So, yeah, so I think it basically you have two, two, 
ways of doing stuff. So you can either do it uh, using this language server protocol, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, or you can do it like client client side. But either way, you have like like the same interface that you that you that you're working with. I shouldn't like I haven't been doing much of the LSP uh, stuff, but to me it looks really like it's the same. And uh, but so I don't know if we like take this if if you get text, no, you don't get text. You you get some kind of event, and then uh, with that event you can you get like maybe the position or range or something like that, and then you then you ask for 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 the text. Um, so uh, it has a few uh, some of the extension points is like providers. So you say like hover uh, provider. Mm. So then if you implement your hover provider and do your stuff in there, so in case of Calva, when it gets a hover, it it, it, it goes to Enripple and, and I think it's the info operation and get info about that uh, symbol they're hovering mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you uh, cook up some mark, markdown text and... Uh, and return that, and then that will be put okay. in the in the over. Um, so it's a, it's um, from from a user point of view, the regardless of which language extension you're using, stuff like behave very similarly. So hmm. so Calva isn't different from 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 some Python. Uh, hmm. um, extension or something else and that's part of this uh, as uh, i think vj was in there uh, uh, on that track there is like you recognize stuff it's uh, if you have learned something in one part of vs code then you can use it for 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 other parts so it's mm. it's very consistent mm. uh, in the in the yeah. ui for the user but so things like par infer and par edit and stuff like that they're like a they're just plugins that that other people take care of him. What what is I'm guessing, or is Calva kind of integrating that, or how how does yeah. it how does it fit with all the sort of other bits and pieces that you need to like format code and you know slurp code and barf code and all these kind of things? That, <laughs> or do you do you just say okay, no, screw it, it's par infer all the way, and we're not doing all of this slurping and barfing business? Yeah, so let's um, let's start with um, one of these like, uh, questions you asked there. It's sure. like, okay, it's, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, answer them all immediately, <laughs> Peter. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like if, if it if it's like different uh, um, people um, providing different stuff, and and uh, so there there was a, a, a power edit extension when I started when I like published Calva, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, for what is named Dimitri something called Yogtos, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. So he contacted me, he said, well, it was like, okay, it's really good that someone is taking care of of, uh, of uh, the closure on this code, but we have this uh, par edit extension uh, uh, with like uh, PRs that have, haven't been pulled and, and issues that haven't been. So he asked me, could you like uh, take care of that as well? And so I did, uh, and and for a while I just published a new extension, uh, 
I don't remember, or it's revived, I call it something like that. And uh, it just fixed uh, Yogtos uh, pain points. Mm. Uh, and so I had it like that a while. And also uh, for the formatter, when I, when I started uh, um, taking care of the, the formatting, I did that as an extension of its own. So my, my idea then was like, so the Kava should be more mostly the REPL part. Right. It. Okay. And then that you know, other extension, if you're using like uh, <clears throat> Andrew Leeson's closure extension, you should benefit from 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 uh, the power edit and the formatting and other stuff right, as well. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but after a while, that got got um, it got a bit hard to to um, to keep together, and I, I I noticed that I was I needed stuff that the power edit. Uh, extension was doing in mm. Calva. And so I had to like invent like an API between those and stuff like in, in, so that I didn't have to make like a new AST uh, mm. in uh, some other place and stuff like that. So, but after a while, I just like, fuck it. Uh, you, <laughs> your language here, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> what <are> you wrong? <laughs> of course. Went on deaf and fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, but, but anyway, so I, I decided to like uh, um, source it in uh, to, right. to to Calva. So, so today, Calva is is uh, very much a, like a monolith. So it does does it all. Uh, uh, so you only have to inst- if, as a VS Code user, you only have to install Calva, and then uh, uh, you should have like everything you need for, for closure development. So it like does like syntax highlighting for you and and formatting and par edit uh, and uh, the REPL uh, and yeah, uh, you name it. Uh, it so so that, and that was the case even when I was doing uh, this in different extensions because you, in, in, in VS Code, you have this uh, thing that's called extension pack. So Cal was an extension pack that you can just like bundle all these other stuff. Uh, but that, that's what I want. I want. I want. I don't. I. I don't fancy myself that part of Emacs. If if I say like this, you have to like to pick everything together and configure stuff uh, to no end. That's how it feels for me. And and uh, so I think okay, like make something that has has almost everything you need or everything you need and uh, very few settings uh, and like when you need something uh, as a setting I try to of course give it same defaults but it should be it should be like uh, pre-configured a lot for you so it's a bit like the mm-hmm. space max philosophy in a way uh, I guess uh, around it so so that's I think that's uh, the first question you asked there about like so how is it like is it different um, uh, stuff so it's mostly everything is done uh, in in Calva in, in that's okay. that, that one extension there is one extension uh, exception there that we'll come come back to, to but you also said like a power infer there. And that's that's a bit painful uh, because uh, I have tried so hard to get get part in for uh, working, uh, 
uh, <clears throat> and and not only I, also uh, <clears throat> Sean LeBron and mm-hmm. other guys have tried. Uh, and VS Code really doesn't fit the Power Infer uh, bill. So this yeah. new smart mode, it, so VS Code doesn't have the API uh, uh, that can support it uh, uh, very well. So in in uh, Calva, you have you have small parts of Power Infer. Uh, uh, but they are like on demand. So if if like if if you have um, um, unstructured code that is like structured uh, on the indent level, so then you can use this parinfo command to heal it. So it's mm. uh, I use that a lot myself. Uh, when stuff do get unstructured, I can heal it. So that's that's the only power infer actually you have in in in, in Calva, um, unfortunately. But it's it's um, it's not for lack of trying. It's uh, uh, no, me and a lot of other people have tried. Uh, I know that the power infer has certain requirements of the editor, doesn't it? In terms of like the cursor position and the ability to understand whether or not some you know a particular keystroke has been pressed or whatever. And not every it's, not every editor has all of those kind of affordances. I think it's like it needs to know what has happened. I think that's yeah. the most uh, 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 the thing that that smart mode needs. It needs to know mm. what what did just happen, not like how does the code, how does the text yeah. look now, and yeah. did look like this before, and now it looks like that. And the cursor is there. I mean, the cursor position you get, but you you get like so it looked like that, and now it looks like this, and you have the cursor here. But you don't know where yeah. the cursor was before, and you don't. It, it, so it's right. Okay. So it and, and you don't know exactly what has changed, and and and, and right. power infra smart mode needs that. I think that's yeah. uh, kind of what what's yeah. what's missing. Uh, and I also like I think that when uh, Sean was doing this, he was using Atom, which has this. So I think like he was a bit surprised when he started to to try to implement this in other places and. Or get or uh, uh, um, C2 that added it. I was a bit surprised to to find out that that um, Atom was a bit like unique in, in maybe it's, well, that's why Atom is so slow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I know that that Colin has get it work uh, got it working in yeah, in yeah. IntelliJ as well. So it's uh, but it, there's a lot of work if you um, uh, if you listen to the story about that. Hmm. So, but I think that like uh, with par edit, and you said like barfing and slurping. So in in Calva, I don't know if it's the Emacs uh, cider standard bindings for it, uh, but I use like control right arrow for barfing and control left arrow for slurping. That's the right. default okay. uh, default sense, key, yeah. uh, key bindings in Calva, and it's I, I see. People like I just need to tell them once, and then they start buffing and slurping, uh, and and then it's like, okay, so no one asked because I've been drinking too much Calvados. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's that's another that's another story. So it's uh, 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 actually. Uh, this Calva thing has gotten me to to drink a lot less. <laughs> oh, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> I need because I need my sharp my, uh, my head to be sharp, and, uh, <laughs> uh, even in like in, in the weekends and stuff like that. So, um, mm-hmm. 
So I, I will keep uh, keep um, doing Calva just just to stay off the booze, <laughs> stay healthy. <laughs> <laughs> so to to do Calva to stay away from real Calva. Yeah, in, in a way. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So um, you you are still working in the Closures Together project mode, right? Or, or yeah, is it a few days now? more. I think it ends uh, Thursday or Friday or something like that. Nice, nice. So, any any uh, few words on that one? Uh, how the closures together thing is uh, is helping you, or oh, it's what, what did you what did you do for this one? So it's it's awesome. It's um, uh, as I mentioned, I have five kids, uh, uh, but I didn't <laughs> mention that I have a wife as well. Uh, <laughs> uh, so so in, in a way, uh, um, for for them, for my family. Uh, to 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 like share me with Calva and the closure community, <laughs> it has helped a lot. So okay, so I'm actually making money from this now, and so it's yeah. uh, uh, it has been uh, uh, totally awesome. So I've been able to to like both have my daytime job and then uh, uh, work with Calva every every night, every weekend. Uh, for for three months so it's it has been really really fun and really really uh helpful and calva has has uh gotten so much better in the, uh during this period because you can focus much more on on, on doing yeah. bigger stuff than uh than otherwise and also and it's not all it's not only the closures together thing even mm-hmm. if maybe it's connected but then i've gotten more a lot of help uh, uh, this this uh, period from 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 uh, uh, some other people and and I think like two months ago uh, 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 Christian Fese, <coughs> so a German guy, uh, joined uh, uh, and like officially joined the Kala team together with Kevin Stan and me, and he has been like like it like every. Every like, I don't know. We have like pushed out new releases of Calva. Everyone is like better than before, and it's like really been uh, really been awesome um, uh, period. So it's yeah. um, uh, I, I think actually the Calva that is now compared to the Calva that was before uh, three months ago, which was very useful mm-hmm. and everything like that. It's it's like it's like night and day actually. It's so it's so much better. It's. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I I, I used to, uh, I did install Calva a long time ago. I think I think a few days ago or maybe last month or so, and then I think there is a new release that you made, and then the old one is obsolete, so I had to replace all the stuff. And uh, <laughs> it's it's pretty pretty uh, fast moving, I would say. Yeah, so we're using that, uh, or we so we're, we're like releasing very often, uh, and yeah. Uh, so it's it's part of uh, part of uh, how Calva is, is developed because so we have this if we if we're doing something um, bigger some some bigger change uh, yeah. then I, I start with like uh, writing the documentation for it yeah so, so I write so this is how the documentation would look for this feature and this change and mm-hmm. so then you get like. You can read that documentation and iterate on that because 
the first yeah. the first version of the documentation is like crap. You, you can't you can't do it that way. Uh, and yeah. and then you iterate on it. Okay, so this this is this is good enough. And then we start uh, and, and developing on it. And while you're developing on it, of course you you got to try uh, this like fantasy uh, thing. And yeah. you see, okay, so maybe that one needs to be tweaked. But uh, very often you can find that okay, you can follow the documentation. Uh, yes, yeah. and and then when it's like there, we we so in a bigger like commercial project and stuff like that, you can of course do like um, uh, user tests and everything like that, and make sure yeah. everything is right. But what we do is that it's like we release it. <laughs> That's our user test, <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, uh, so, so of, co- of course, we try to, to not release uh, too many bugs on people, but from a UX uh, point of view, we, we, we yep. like iterate on it that way instead. So we get feedback and, and we try to be quick on, uh, uh, on fixing the, the stuff we get from, from the feedback. And then it gets a new release. So you see, you see new release quite often. Of yep. course, this period when I've been doing this, so focused, and also, Christian has been able to 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 pull in many hours. It has been yeah. uh, it has been like uh, on a level that we can't keep up with. So it's 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 going to slow down. Uh, mm. But uh, but uh, I think it has been almost. I like- think once once the once the project matures to some point, then uh, I think uh, once you have all the eighty percent of the use cases covered in terms of what you can do in the editor and then the development, I think that then it kind of stabilizes, right? Yeah, it's, probably. Uh, it doesn't yeah. need like day to day changes that much. Yeah. So, what would just to, just so that we get clear, Peter, what what kind of um, features do you? I mean, we haven't really asked this question, but what kind of features do you have? I mean, for instance, one of the things I know that Cursive doesn't have for ClojureScript is a debugger. Is that yeah. something which you guys have in Calva? I'm oh, sorry to say we we don't uh, have a, a debugger for 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 ClojureScript. Um, so I didn't mean to shame you there. That was no, it's not. It's not problem. I have, I've, I've been uh, trying, and it looks a, a, a while that I would get one for free, uh, because uh, you could use like the Chrome debugger uh, in, right. in 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 VS Code. Uh, but it seems like the the, the source maps uh, are lacking. Uh, the, something is missing in them. So so the oh. so you actually like. I could enable that uh, uh, debugger, but it's like too erratic and works too few times, so it's 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 not worth having there. But so the closure script debugger is like a bit closer uh, f- uh, f- for us if we can just figure out what's what's wrong with this source map and and yeah. I don't know where it should need to be fixed if it's on the closure. Uh, with S uh, compiler level of, or if it's on the closure script compiler level, I don't know where it is, uh, but something needs to be fixed there in order for these to 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 actually uh, be useful. Uh, and on the closure uh, side, I actually don't know what's entailed in in uh, getting a debugger there. I know I could choose going. Uh, Trying to do it on top of the Java debugger, mm-hmm. like course mm-hmm. it does, or I can mm-hmm. like try to, and that's uh, um, that that path. I don't really, I don't really know how to start that uh, even. But 
but I could also do it the same way cider does, and that's that's uh, rather uh, uh, just a matter of finding the time and putting in the work. With that, that's not uh, then I, I then then I would know how to to do it. But uh, it's it's a lot of work mm. to get it uh, mm. get it done. Um, so there's no uh, debugger uh, in Calva. Uh, uh, but it has to, you know, it, we've like tried to see which uh, features are there. I mentioned that it does this formatting for you and, and uh, syntax yeah. highlighting for you. And uh, um, it, um, uh, it uh, has the REPL, of course. So it's, uh, it's using NREPL uh, uh, to connect the REPL to your project from Calva. And then mm. it's also there is very cider uh, inspired. So you have this in editor inline evaluation help. So you can just put your cursor uh, behind or before a, 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 a bracket and, and evaluate, and it will show you the result in line in, in the editor. Uh, and, nice. and it also has this uh, uh, REPL prompt. Uh, uh, so, so some people like to work more at the REPL prompt. I don't know why, but they uh, some people do that. Uh, so that we su- support that as well. Uh, and it's that one has gotten a lot better lately because it was very <laughs> rough uh, mm-hmm. at the start. But it, I think, with the actually with the latest release today, uh, I think it's it's uh, it's pretty good actually. Uh, it has, still has some quirks but it's uh it's it's pretty good uh, it does have a fancy logo and everything <laughs> some people are complaining about that so they want to like yes uh, <laughs> remove it uh, so let's see if we uh it's not on the top priority to remove it <laughs> so, so when, when people start complaining about these things now you know that you're popular <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I have like that. That's uh, that uh, logo is, is. I mean, it's a it's a nice story because uh, I asked also on Clojureverse. I use Clojureverse for communicating uh, about Calvas. Mm-hmm. I have chosen not to start a uh, separate blog for it. I like use Clojureverse as my Calva blog. Uh, yeah. So I asked there uh, for help uh, uh, with the uh, logo and graphics part of. Of, of, of Calva and this guy eccentric J who I, I don't know his real name I really uh, <laughs> should ask him actually but I don't know his real name is eccentric J uh, uh, so he, he's uh, uh, good with graphics and, and design so he worked together with me and, and designed this really nice Calva uh, logo so I really love it it's it's supposed to depict a, a, a glass of Calvados. So it's that's yeah. the parents or the glass, right? You can see. It. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really fond of that. So uh, it's not going away from the <laughs> Apple window any soon. <laughs> uh, you you can add you can add like a fee, um, like a toggle for that one, right? If people want that kind of stuff, and that, that's what you see in Emacs, like a million customization options. <laughs> yeah, I so don't maybe, like this. Okay, change it. <laughs> it could be a patron perk. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like you don't want to see the logo? Okay, pay us. <laughs> point. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I don't know. Uh, actually, uh, so, so feature-wise, I think it's very. Uh, 
it has, like you said, like 80% of the use cases, I don't know, but it has, it has the most important uh, features. Yeah. And I feel that yeah. when I, I use it, so I, 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 okay, I would love a debugger, but otherwise it's there. It has yeah. uh, what I need, pretty printing and everything. Yeah. So, uh, quick, quick it, extra question then, yeah. uh, Peter, is about like the build tools because obviously uh, there there are. I mean, I, I would say probably two or three, um, maybe it's two and a half, um, maybe it's yeah. Well, it's funny. Boot, Boot started off as a closure script build tool, so maybe that yeah. would be the first one. Then you have Linegun, and then you have uh, Depths.Eden. Um, which is, yes. Yeah. So, which which is you know, to be honest, I use that all the time, and I think it's I think it's turns out to be, in my opinion, the best of all of the three tools. But, um, but I was wondering what Calva does with these tools. Does it does it support like creating projects with them, or updating aliases, or running repos with these aliases? You know, how how does it all work in in the build tools? Yeah. So that's a really really good question. Uh, I actually realized. Quite recently, that cursive helps with uh, creating projects. Um, so I've started to think about okay, so that would be quite neat actually if Calva could do that because uh, mm -hmm. it would be like easier to because the focus uh, a lot of the focus with Calva is getting it easy to start. Uh, right. Uh, so that that would really fit uh, that story uh, to to make it easy to like create a new problem. I think I would like choose if I did that, I would probably choose to support shadow and uh, depth Eden, I think uh, to start with uh, to do something like that. But so it doesn't help you create uh, the, the, the products uh, today, but it helps you start the application with everything uh, that the Calva needs. And to be there. So if inside cider, this is called jacking. So right. it injects uh, all the uh, dependencies it needs. And there it supports uh, a legacy fig wheel, line fig wheel, and uh, fig wheel main, and uh, depths Eden, and shadow uh, CJS uh, mm -hmm. as like uh, for helping you start the project. You can, you can. We can connect to, to like any uh, repo if you start uh, the project yeah, yourself. So it it can't really start a boot project for you. I haven't figured out how to do that. Uh, I'm not sure actually how how uh, how many people use but boot. Visual Visual Studio Code doesn't have like this the project notion, right? Like uh, like IntelliJ, for example, because none of the other languages that it supports has any idea of starting a project because they have this workspace sort of thing and that's basically a bunch of files together exactly so that's how it works in bitcode yeah. so yeah it has yeah, this yeah. workspace uh, uh thing and yeah. a workspace can uh like contain many folders from many places exactly. so it has this virtual workspace as well if you like I usually yeah. just use it like a folder is a workspace, but um, yeah, I, mean, I never use a workspace. I just uh, put one folder, one window uh, exactly. when I open Visual Studio Code, and I think one of the one of the things that I uh, every other editor fails at for me is like it's not just the coding part, but it is also the whole workflow that I have in Emacs to to check uh, switch branches in Git and all that stuff, which is like everything is just keyboard driven. Yeah. I think that is one of the things that I miss in every other editor. 
of course they're they're fancy or whatever and i don't use syntax coloring anymore it's been a long time since i used it so i don't <laughs> care <funny. laughs> what, what colors they have uh i don't care about the themes and this shit so i just use either black on white or white on black and that's it i'm done <laughs> my, god, um, my god that's crazy He's a Spartan, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, really Spartan. No, like you know, you, you know, you said like, uh, like uh, VS Code has extension pain, you know, an yep. extension pain. Emacs just has pain, you know. So um, <laughs> give me, give me a bash on that one. <laughs> but that's a, that's the thing that I realized. I think uh, six months ago, or maybe one year ago, or something. I was trying. I mean, I tried a bunch of different types of things, and I tried different yeah, fonts yeah. constantly, and then. I'm like, screw this thing. I'm done. Like the fucking color is annoying. And then it's removed it. And it's it's like suddenly, you know, there is there is a sense of calmness when I read the code. <laughs> <laughs> and especially if you're if you're writing closure, you don't need that level of syntax highlighting anyway. No. Because no. The, the the elements are uh, the, the syntactical differences are not that many, like every other language. So, you know, keywords are different and static shit is different and private is different, and that kind of crap isn't there in yeah. in, in in enclosure anyway so I, lo I love my uh rainbow parents so oh my god <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. it's funny actually i'm not a fan of the rainbow parents but i know some of the people mm. i pair with are fans of it and it always yeah. makes my it always makes my eyes go a bit but you know <laughs> that's the thing different strokes isn't it you know exactly yeah yeah, so I have left that but, actually configurable in Kawa, so you can actually configure right, right. Uh, away the <laughs> rainbow parent, but you can't configure away the syntax highlighting. It's there. Mm, uh, yeah. I guess you could install a theme uh, that, uh, like a VJ theme. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think you could do that. Uh, so, yeah, but probably. The, I'm pretty sure. I think yeah. that somebody asked on Closure was recently, what is your favorite theme or something? And then I said, oh, I use sexy monochrome or e-ink. So, <laughs> and they're like, what, what, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still thinking that. What's the fuck with you? I don't know. I think it, it's, it's less noisy, I would say. Yeah, so we're back to the build tools anyway. So if, yeah. if you have yeah. all these like these things so you can do the build tools, that's kind of nice. Um, uh, you're working on that, or is that something which you can already... It, it, does the editor recognize them at least? Even if you can't start a project with them, it recognizes them and can so, kind of... So Boot, it doesn't do anything with Boot. No. But okay. with the other tools that we mentioned, it recognizes them and gives you like yeah. uh, menus. Uh, so when you start a project, it's like... Uh, reads these files and okay so mm, which mm. aliases do you want to launch with and stuff like that so it's, right, right. It, so it's like a few prompts that you uh, uh answer and then then you're you're uh, running and also does, does it take care of like refreshing the dependencies so that it can analyze them for the formatting and all this kind of stuff so what's that what would what you do refreshing the dependencies well, let's say you have a dependency on, I don't know, something like, uh, let's say, uh, uh, JDBC or something. Um, and maybe now you want to navigate to the JDBC code, you know, from, from the code that you, you're writing some code, like, I don't know, get some select or result set or whatever JDBC does. I'm not, yeah. I've forgotten. I've forgotten more than I learned about JDBC. <laughs> let's say you make a, you make some, some statement, you know, query statement or whatever yeah. it is, whatever the words are. But you want to say, oh, yeah, what's the parameters again? So somehow your editor needs to know what the parameters are for that, you know, initializing or passing parameters to those functions. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, and REPL, 
gives you this uh, information. Ah, right, okay. So as long as you have like uh, evaluated the, the namespace uh, that that is requiring JDBC in this case, it will right. it will uh, also it will also like load load that uh, and you can uh, sorry in in Calva you can like command click if you're on a Mac. Uh, Right. A, a symbol that's in the in JDBC, it will jump to that file, and you can read that code, or you can mm-hmm. hover on it and see the documentation and the parameters it needs and stuff like that. So, but the refreshing part, uh, yeah, I think that's taken care of as well. If if, if like um, uh, uh, use some new requiring something new, and you just like reevaluate uh, the NS form, and then. Uh, and then uh, uh, all symbols from that N, uh, NS form. Right, be, right. You can look them up and, and uh, inspect them and stuff like that. But it, with this, I want to go back to this like jack-in thing. So we have spent a lot of time uh, on on getting this uh, as smooth as we can and also have some kind of coverage of the most common uh, cases. So it, we, we want to make it as easy as possible to like start uh, with uh, a closure project. Uh, uh, but it's, it gets a bit complicated when, when you add closure script uh, uh, to it, because then you need to like uh, um, start a uh, closure script uh, compiler and it needs to com- 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 compile stuff and give you a REPL and you need like to connect that one as well. And you need to help the user understand that he needs to like start the actual application before uh, uh, he can expect to to do any repling towards it. So so we like, try to really streamline uh, uh, that process. ClosureScript is a really important story. So we're trying to get uh, Calva to really be helpful with the, uh, with closure script, it also has this like Nashorn support. So it's uh, it's uh, so if you so for instance, I was helping out with a a project called I think it was called Parkera. It was like a very fresh uh, first version of uh, of this uh, project that was announced. I don't know a month ago or something like that, and and it was like a, a closure. Uh, uh, language uh, parser, uh, so it was it was built on top of Instaparse. Very cool project, uh, but it was closure only, and and I didn't like that. So uh, I decided I should like make it CLJC, and uh, and then I had really good use for this Nashorn as uh, work because then then there were there was no fig wheel or. Or shadow CJS or anything in this project, but with with uh, with Nashorn you can like run uh, uh, the JavaScript stuff inside the JVM. So then I could could uh, port like uh, this project to use uh, CLJC, and I could like evaluate everything against ClosureScript just to make sure it, it was working. So it uh, you can also like use like Closure script in a in a closure or Java only project, uh, and by just telling Calva to to fire up Nashorn for you. So it's um, um, yeah, it's 
when it comes to the build tools, uh, uh, it, it can help you uh, both uh, start your projects uh, for you, and you can configure this so you can like you can add settings for it so so that so that the start of the project is like it asks nothing; it just starts it for you and starts up the server you're using uh, for you and everything, and front end and back end everything is just up and running with one keystroke. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it all can also connect to running REPL that way as well with the same uh, configurations. So it, it can know how, how it should in, like connect to the problem. It can also connect to any uh, REPL as long as that REPL has been started with the dependencies that uh, Calvin needs. Mm. So and so, so, you, so you talked about. Uh, sorry, keep on going, please. No, no, no. I was don't know where I was going. Yeah. No, I was just going to say you. You were mentioning like uh, Shadow CLGS and Fig Wheel, um, you know, and obviously uh, Calva's built on top of Electron, built on top of Node. So Shadow CLGS gives you the ability to integrate with Node and also with like you know running running browsers and stuff like that. Um, sorry, FigWheel gives you that ability. I think Shadow CLJS has something in those um, areas as well. So, is there is there something? Do you have some knowledge about those tools in Calver? Or I mean, you know, obviously you know about them as a person, but does Calver know about them? No, Calver doesn't uh, really care uh, about right. uh, those things. In in like, it doesn't really know about that. It's like running uh, in. In this node environment, in, in that sense, mm. I guess I could do something interesting if I really, if I thought about that uh, for a while. It sounds like I could do uh, some extra interesting stuff if I leverage that. Because uh, I was, I've been wanting to to support uh, mm, closure evaluation stuff like that inside Markdown files and stuff like that. Uh, oh, so so that would be like more like a notebook uh, experience. Um, so I think maybe it could be used for that because then I could, could yeah, uh, that was a good uh, good uh, thing you mentioned that maybe I could do something in in that. Uh, I'm not uh, trying to give you work, Peter. It's okay. No, but <laughs> just there's this one uh, thing with a with a markdown. Or like any file, uh, uh, being able to to uh, have the closure repl uh, behind there, because um, then I don't have a project. So uh, it, um, but I do have, I do have a node under there, so it should be able to do something. Yeah, yeah. in that uh, in that area. The other thing I was going to ask you about was, um, you know, friend of the show, Mikael Borkent, yes, uh, who has the CLJ condo. Uh, is that something that you're f- familiar with, the uh, the linter? Yeah. So uh, until yesterday, um, Calva... Well, this is hot uh, off the presses. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Calva was like, had, had support for Joker uh, of, oh, uh, right. for linting, but then the user had to, to um, uh, get Joker installed on his machine. Mm-hmm. And you know, give Calva the path for that, and and um, 
yeah, so it was like it was not very Calvish, I would say. Uh, mm-hmm. So, but uh, uh, Bork dude then from Michael Borkent. Bork uh, dude, and, uh, yes. Yeah. So uh, we were talking about this. We have been talking about this for for, for a while now. Uh, that what if we could uh, uh, make Calva start uh, the linter in, inside the JVM? Uh, uh, for you. So then, because the problem with CLG Kondo, using CLG Kondo instead of Joker was that CLG Kondo didn't work on Windows. So we haven't been talking about the Windows story because that has been like a pain for, for Cal actually. But but uh, anyway, so so this Graal VM stuff uh, didn't build... Uh, uh, like a working executable for for Windows. I don't know the full story, but anyway. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't really like say, okay, so we're switching to CJ Condo instead of Joker because uh, uh, that would leave my Windows user uh, uh, at a loss. Then so so uh, we were talking about this. Okay, so maybe we can start uh, CJ Condo via NREPL somewhere somehow instead. So we're talking about that. But then uh, uh, what? Um, uh, Mikel did instead was that he he built a language server uh, protocol extension uh, with CLJ Condo. Oh. So and this we we mentioned this language server protocol before, but it's very uh, yeah. cool uh, uh, technology actually. So it's it's like impl- implementing everything, every all these uh, editor um, APIs. And callbacks and events and everything like that, uh, but uh, on, this, on this protocol level, so the actual extension code is uh, is is like I don't know, 10, 20 lines of code. It's just like saying, okay, there is my uh, uh, language server, uh, and mm. and then you, you get uh, you get everything. So he released this CLJ Condo extension, and then I could remove. Uh, every, everything in Calva that was like interpreting the Joker results and populating the, the problem uh, uh, lists and everything like that from Calva. And instead, I just like, as I mentioned before, Calva is a, can be a, um, an extension pack. So now it's today yeah. it's an extension pack, packing Calva and the Celia Condo uh, extension. And for the user, nice. it's like instant install Calva, get all this other stuff we talk about, and linting, and it's superb linting at that. So it's uh, it's really good, um, and I get it like for free or for even more than for free. I get it like by <laughs> getting rid of like hundreds of lines of code. So I'm I'm really happy. Um, mm-hmm. It's it it was really cool cool and very very rewarding working together with my, um, Michael on, on that because he was as um, focused as I was on on getting this user experience right. So yeah, I, I'm really happy. Mm, big thank you to Michael. Yeah, big thank you to him. Mm. It's uh, really good. Also, as uh, you were talking about features and, uh, and this... Um, uh, funding period is ending, and, yeah. and that we release often, and everything and stuff is hot off the presses. So let me <laughs> tell you that uh, that until earlier today, uh, um, 
the um, uh, Calva, if you like, did, did something, evaluated something that wanted something from Statadin, if you like, evaluated read line, for instance, mm-hmm. then Calva would look up. So it has been like that for, is Calva one and a half years old, something like that? It has been like that yeah. uh, for, for all this time until to, uh, today. So, so Christian has, uh, has been working on that. So it, that was uh, released uh, yesterday. So now it's actually like prompting you if, if you need something from, from standard in. It works both in the, if you evaluate in the editor or if you evaluate in the, in the REPL prompt. And uh, also until today, you haven't been able to interrupt running evaluations. So if, if you had like started something that refused to, to stop uh, uh, and started to like uh, consume your CPU and stuff like that, you couldn't stop it. All you had uh, you could do was actually type restart, restart the, uh, the jacking mm-hmm. process. So that was pretty painful. So also that was uh, fixed uh, fixed today. So the, I think perfect like, timing. Yes, perfect timing. <laughs> because uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's like it's it feels like now I can now we can really say that okay. So uh, uh, this is because before that I think these are like hygiene hy- hygiene uh, uh, things. Like it should it shouldn't yeah. lock up if you, you mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should be able to to stop a running process like that. Uh, so it's a, it's a, it's really good. That was like the two two th- last things that was like was like a bit awful actually uh, in in the backing. <laughs> so that's that's really good. Nice. Uh, and also, yeah. So I know maybe syntax highlighting is not something that gets you going. Uh, <laughs> But not uh, me. <laughs> but Calva has this. Okay. Um, there, there are fans <laughs> of it out there. <laughs> uh, cool. So the Calva uh, has this, like, so okay, the basic uh, syntax highlighting, but it also has uh, has um, uh, special hand dealing with comments and with uh, ignored forms. Hmm. So because hmm. I, I want to encourage people to to use the editor. For evaluating stuff instead of uh, being at the REPL prompt, uh, right. so uh, so so comments in Calva actually they get italicized instead of instead of uh, uh, just green or something like that. I'm talking about the comment form here. So if you oh, just yeah. put something in the comment form, it it will it will like get italicized. It's rather highlighted rather than like hidden, uh, and you can. Uh, so Calva has this evaluate top level form command. Mm-hmm. So if you if you like put stuff in in the comment, it will like treat them as if they were on on the top level. You can use the evaluate top level command inside that comment and evaluate form after form with just one keystroke without having to place the cursor very 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 much precision. So it tries Ooh, to. Like, that's that's a pretty nice feature. Yeah, it is. Uh, you, see it, I, you use it a lot. Yeah, because I usually have some comment at the end of the file somewhere trying out some things. And then every time I need to, especially when I format it, then all the parentheses get bunched together and I have to go to the exact point to evaluate the last form. Hmm. This yeah, is uh, exactly. interesting. So, it, yeah. so it's, it's, um, it's, really, it's, it's really helpful. And also for, yeah. for ignored forms, I tried 
to make them uh, more ignored. So they get dimmed out. So, okay, uh, right. so I, I was like, was so, uh, uh, then Calva I don't know if he's using it uh, still, uh, Stefan van der Oort, who heard about my idea of uh, like italicizing uh, stuff. And said, okay, maybe you can dim them out instead. So, so uh, we did that. And it's really, it's really uh, cool because in, when you're ignoring something, you just put an ignore form there and it gets dimmed out. So it's very like, if it's mm-hmm. a big form, you, okay. So it's very, the feedback is, is, uh, is actually great. And I may, might ask you if you know, uh, if if you put two ignore forms in a row mm-hmm. after after each other, so let's say you have a, a vector, and yeah. inside the vector you have one, two, three, four, yeah, and then in front of the one in the beginning you put two ignore forms, and then you evaluate that vector. What do you get? Hmm. Three, four. I'm gonna, I'm gonna type it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you typing it? I can't remember whether it does the next one or the outer one. I can't remember. So I have an ignore form, and then I have one, two, three, four in a vector. So yeah, if you do that, then you get you can't uh, that that's uh, nothing. But if you have like uh, the vector one, two, three, four, and inside yeah. the vector you have the ignore form twice in the beginning. Oh, okay. I have no clue. It sounded like Jay uh, got it. I'm not sure. <laughs> so you're trying it because then if you evaluate the vector, you you would know the answer. Uh, I I can't. I don't know how to evaluate in uh, in Visual Studio Code because I'm using Visual Studio Code now. Ah, so I, see. I don't know what the hell I'm supposed to type here. <laughs> Are you using Calva? <laughs> yes. Ah, cool. <laughs> then it, you just need to be like in oh, the yeah. beginning, control after or before the e vector, and then. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, oh, okay. I'm I'm not gonna torture our audience with my uh, <laughs> with my ignorance of Visual Studio Code. So we can have like a Calver course after this, you and I. But, exactly. Uh, yeah. But anyway, so uh, Jay was uh, uh, Ray. Rare, but Ray, okay. sorry, yeah. uh, was, was right there. Uh, 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 that it ignores like, the next one. Yeah. It it ignores like two of the next two ones if you do that. So if you like, oh yeah. So yeah. that that actually gets a vector of three and four, yeah. uh, and that uh, that was not what I was expecting. So I thought it would like ignore the ignore form instead. I don't know why I thought that, but I thought that. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, mm. um, so it and 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 some people actually used it in in let boxes, for instance. So if, yeah. you, if you want to ignore uh, one of uh, uh, the uh, uh, bindings in the left box, you just put two two ignore forms in, in front of of the binding. It will ignore both the, both the symbol yeah. and, and and the value. So it's, um, uh, it's people actually using it. So then when when this uh, dimming uh, uh, feature was released, and some didn't take long for someone said, okay, so. It, it's not doing the right thing here, <laughs> so we had to fix yeah. that. Uh, so it, that comes. So that's a bit like a bit of the, the lesson here is like if you add s- some feature like that, then you actually like dig up completely new uh, kinds of 
things uh, that go wrong. <clears throat> so it's mm-hmm. uh, well, without me having special uh, highlighting for ignored forms, I wouldn't have been able to do that uh, mistake. But um, it's um, it's interesting, uh, I think, with, with, with that stuff. So and I try that in in Emacs. And it yeah. actually does the wrong thing. So it's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, I found out what went wrong. I think I had to restart um, because you released a new version of Calva like one hour ago or something. Yeah, something like uh, that. <laughs> I just said update everything the and then now it can't. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So I, I was trying to do something and then it failed because uh, I had to restart Visual Studio Code. Anyway, so I think we covered a lot of ground. Uh, did we miss anything uh, from uh, Peter? Any other topics that we missed about Calva? I'm not sure, but I think that um, uh, this uh, NREPL and Orchard thing needs like some kind of um, uh, more mention because this <clears throat> this funding uh, period mm-hmm. it was like yeah. Calva and it was. Cider and it was Shadow JS, all in the same funding period. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so it's like a tooling funding period. Yes, really. And then this NREPL uh, uh, and Orchard thing gets really like at the center of, of this. So it, it, even if it hasn't been uh, as we like envisioned in the beginning that we would like uh, work a lot uh, together on the NREPL stuff. And uh, but so we have like built the foundation uh, for that by like forming um, some Mozidaras formed this dev tooling task force, as you call it. Uh, so we're like, we have the communication, everything there. So we, uh, we sync synchronize uh, uh, a lot. And I think, I think uh, that the uh, dev tools uh, will um, benefit a lot from this uh, going forward. Uh, yeah. Because we have this, so one uh, example, I, ne- I mentioned this uh, ASTs. Mm-hmm. So only within Kawa, I think that at any given moment, I think I build like three or four or five different ASTs for because reasons. Uh, so, uh, and, and there are also uh, ASTs like built uh, in, inside tools that I use and stuff like that, so we have been we have been talking quite a bit about that and try to see a way that we could like s- centralize this and build some kind of master AST that that uh, every other piece of tool uh, the tooling can use uh, instead. Ooh. So and I think that would be uh, both in in in, in, in um, matters of performance for some operations that need a lot of uh, uh, like if you build an AST of, of all the files in the project and stuff like that uh, yep. and uh, but also in, in, in terms of, of consistency uh, mm. uh, so then if you if you see that you're like uh, interpreting the, the closure code in the wrong way in some some place uh, and you can like fix that, at one place, and then all the tools would benefit and get that fixed at the same time. So I think yeah. um, so I think this uh, uh, initiative uh, by Botsidaris is uh, uh, gives us a lot of hope for for um, for the 
tooling and um, yeah. <clears throat> going forward. So it's uh, it will be. I will. I think we will see a lot more uh, uh, cooperation there, and not also, if I interpret the discussions correctly, a lot more focus on ClojureScript uh, store, getting it uh, more uh, uh, the tooling more uh, at the level where where Clojure has it. Yeah. Great. Brilliant. Yeah. So um, I think we are almost. Oh, wow, one hour, 30 minutes. That's, um, I think, not enough time to cover entire Calva, but I think we did a pretty good job. <laughs> but didn't I have 128 and, gigabytes of hard disk? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I did, um, I, I, I think uh, even with my stupidity, I was able to uh, update Calva and then uh, type in the stuff. And then I can see the dimmed uh, forms in, in the editor now. Yeah. So, so then it tells you I mean, how it how it will be evaluated then. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's true. Awesome. Um, so I think it's a nice uh, spot to conclude our episode uh, for today. Um, thanks a lot, Peter, for joining us, and uh, thanks a lot for doing you know a lot of work to make closure easy for the latest uh, hipster generation. <laughs> Who are using VS Code and you know, especially the getting started story has been a pretty difficult thing in the enclosure world for most of the people. I think yeah. um, you know just one extension being available, extension pack being available, and then all the you know bells and whistles coming up with it is is extremely useful for the people who are who are getting started. Yeah. So and, and also of course people who are experienced. I can imagine. I hope so. So, so it, yeah. it yeah, might, yeah, might yeah. sound like I'm I'm only focusing on the on the beginner but it's uh, it's really important that it's uh, it's uh, it's a good tool for for uh, the experienced and the professionals as well so it's, uh... exactly so um and of course you know uh, congratulations on using the clj together funds and then releasing it even <laughs> another version one hour ago <laughs> yeah and then spending all your time and uh, our apologies to your family <laughs> but you know the larger community is <laughs> getting a lot of uh, benefit out of this i'm pretty sure yeah. um, so i'll buy them and, nice presents from from the from the family <laughs> christmas I don't, think, I, I don't think most most of your kids are not ready to drink kalva i suppose otherwise <laughs> everybody gets kalva <laughs> it's funny with this new generation they don't drink actually so it's uh, oh, yeah. not yeah, like so it's i don't i don't think my daughter who's she's 19 i don't think she's like just tasted wine but to me she doesn't like it it's very different from when I was yeah. a kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my kids are 19 and 15, and neither of them either taste to drink or want to taste drink. They have no interest in it oh. at all. Yeah. I guess that's good. I'm not sure if it's good, but I think it's good. <laughs> Probably. I mean, I've never, I've, I've never tasted alcohol knowingly, so I don't know. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, I see. Well, okay. <laughs> as far as I know, I never did. So, But of course, I, I keep drinking quote unquote cider. So that's uh that's yeah, good you, yeah, for you me. keep drinking that. <laughs> You're I drunk on Emacs. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, so um I think that's the that's the episode from us. Uh we hope to uh continue the, the rhythm again. Um and thanks a lot Peter for joining on the day after daylight saving changes. Uh, yeah. Yeah yeah. So <laughs> Um, I think that's it from us and people who are listening to, to the episode um, as Peter said it's extremely easy to install Calva just uh, download Visual Studio Code search for the extension 
um, and then get it. I think. Um, so, uh, and and Peter, are you also on Patreon or something? Uh, no, I'm not on, on Patreon, and but I've uh, actually been uh, no yet, but I, I'm not sure if. I, but I have actually been uh, um, uh, enrolled on uh, GitHub sponsors uh, ah, right okay, now. Yeah. So I don't know when you're hearing this. Yeah, yeah probably should be there. A week or two. So maybe my uh, my GitHub sponsors page uh, will be active then, uh, and then uh, yeah, it's very cool because. Uh, uh, GitHub is uh, matching um, uh, the uh, uh, the sponsors, the contributions, yeah, the contributions, yeah. yeah. So it, uh, the first yeah. year, so if someone yeah. like uh, uh, would sponsor me for five dollars a month, then I would get ten actually. So that's, uh, that's yeah, yeah, that's really great. Let's see, uh, but um, uh, they said it would take a few days for them to to review my last yeah. uh, stuff, so, and then it should be live. So maybe it's live when when people hear this. Yeah, probably. So, so you do uh, check them out. GitHub.com slash pez. Then that's me. Yeah. P E Z. P E Z. Yes. P E Z. For for the people for our, across uh, the pond. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, um, just a quick uh, shout out to Brandon, our Patreon patron. Uh, he suggested to grab some of the time from Peter and then uh, discuss Calver. So, thanks a lot, Brandon. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. This is especially for you. Yeah. And um... <laughs> I also want to thank Brandon a lot because he's really <laughs> he's really helpful with the Calver uh, project. Uh, so it's uh, it's. Um... Um, bringing up issues and fixing issues and yeah so it's really it's really contributing thank you brandon great uh, great job on that one and uh, great job on telling us uh, poking us to bring uh, peter on the episode so that's it from us for episode 50 something i think it's 54 i suppose um see you next time thank you bye bye bye